Good morning. Good morning. Let's say it loud and clear. I know we've lost an hour of sleep this morning, so we've got to pretend like we're awake. Good morning. Good morning. I know there is enough of us. Welcome on this wonderful second Sunday of Lent. I invite everyone to please stand and join in singing hymn 401, which is found in the blue hymnals.
Bless the Lord who forgiveth all our sins. His mercy endureth forever. I invite everyone to please kneel for the Decalogue. God spake these words and said, I am the Lord thy God, who brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have none other gods but me. Lord, have mercy upon us, and incline our hearts to keep this law. Thou shalt not make to thyself any graven image, nor the likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or in the earth beneath, or in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down to them, nor worship them. Lord, have mercy upon us, and incline our hearts to keep this law. Thou shalt not take the name of thy Lord thy God in vain. Lord, have mercy upon us, and incline our hearts to keep this law. Remember that thou keep holy the Sabbath. Lord, have mercy upon us, and incline our hearts to keep this law. Honor thy father and thy mother. Lord, have mercy upon us, and incline our hearts to keep this law. Thou shalt do no murder. Lord, have mercy upon us, and incline our hearts to keep this law. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Lord, have mercy upon us, and incline our hearts to keep this law. Thou shalt not steal. Lord, have mercy upon us, and incline our hearts to keep this law. Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Lord, have mercy upon us, and incline our hearts to keep this law. Thou shalt not covet. Lord, have mercy upon us, and write all these thy laws in our hearts, we beseech thee. Hear what our Lord Jesus Christ saith. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment, and the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the laws and the prophets. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us. Spare thou those who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind. In Christ Jesus our Lord, and grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Almighty and merciful Lord, grant you absolution and remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you.
The Lord be with you. Let us pray. O God, whose glory it is always to have mercy, be gracious to all who have gone astray from thy ways, and bring them again with penitent hearts and steadfast faith to embrace and hold fast the unchangeable truth of thy word, Jesus Christ, thy Son, who with thee and the Holy Spirit liveth and reigneth one God forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated for the readings. A reading from the book of Genesis. The word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield. Your reward shall be very great. But Abram said, O Lord God, what will you give me? For I continue childless, and the heir of my house is Elizar of Damascus. And Abram said, You have given me no offspring, and so a slave born in my house is to be my heir. But the word of the Lord came to him, This man shall not be your heir. No one but your very own issue shall be your heir. He brought him outside and said, Look toward heaven and count the stars, if you are able to count them. Then he said to him, So shall your descendants be. And he believed the Lord, and the Lord reckoned it to him as righteousness. Then he said to him, I am the Lord who brought you from Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land to possess. But he said, O Lord God, how am I to know that I shall possess it? He said to him, Bring me a, he a, a heifer three years old, a female goat three years old, a ram three years old, a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. He brought him all these and cut them in two, laying each half over against the other, but he did not cut the birds in two. And when the birds of prey came down on the carcasses, Abram drove them away. As the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abram, and a deep and terrifying darkness descended upon him. When the sun had gone and it was dark, a smoking firepot and a flaming torch passed between these pieces. On that day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram, saying, to your descendants, I give this land from the river of Egypt to the great river, the river Euphrates, the word of the Lord.
from the letter of Paul to the Philippians. Brothers and sisters, join in imitating me and observe those who live according to the example you have in us. For many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. I have often told you of them, and now I tell you even with tears. Their end is destruction, their God is the belly, and their glory is in their shame. Their minds are set on earthly things, but our citizenship is in heaven, and it is from there that we are expecting a savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. He will transform the body of our humiliation that it may be conformed to the body of his glory by the power that also enables him to make all things subject to himself. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, whom I love and long for, my, my joy and my crown, stand firm in the Lord in this way, my beloved. The word of the Lord. Our gospel hymn this morning is hymn 455. We'll sing the first two verses prior to the reading of the gospel, the third and fourth after. Please stand and join in singing hymn 455. of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. Glory be to thee, O Christ. Some Pharisees came and said to Jesus, Get away from here, for Herod wants to kill you. He said to them, Go and tell that fox for me, Listen, I am casting out demons and performing cures today and tomorrow. And on the third day, I finish my work. Yet today, tomorrow, and the next day, I must be on my way, because it is impossible for a prophet to be killed outside of Jerusalem. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones, those who are sent to it. How often have I desired to gather your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings and you were not willing. See, your house is left to you, and I tell you, you will not see me until the time comes when you say, Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. 
the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord. I've often told people that patience is a virtue of which I have none. And to prove that point growing up, my grandmother oft repeated to me when I would get anxious and excited about something and try to push her along, either because she was going to take us to the pool or go bowling or waiting to open Christmas presents, she would often say, now, Craigie, remember, Good things come to those who wait. I have to say my grandmother was filled with a lot of those little idioms of expression, and I oft heard many of them over and over again. I can't tell you how many stuck or didn't, but I remember a lot. Patience. Part of faith is having patience. For as the psalmist tells us, a day for God is 10,000 years for us. And we as a people of faith are called to trust, for that's what faith is. It means to trust, not to believe, but to trust in something. To trust in God and to trust that God will fulfill God's promise. But oftentimes, God makes a promise. Or we are called to wait for something, and yet, it never seems to come. Or it doesn't seem to come until the last, most dire moment, when suddenly, in the depth of darkness, light shines through, and that which God has promised has come to be among us. That's the situation that we're facing in today's Old Testament reading. We hear the story of God's promise to Abram. Not Abraham at this point, because it's early in the story, but to Abram and his wife Sarai. Not Sarah yet. What we hear is Abram in lament to God that his wife Sarah is barren, and Eleazar, the slave, his head of household, will become the one who inherits all of his possessions and becomes his heir. But God comes to Abram and says, don't worry. 
Do not be afraid. Sarai will bear a child. And that will be your heir. And then look at the stars in the sky that we cannot number those that number your heirs will be. For he will be the father of a great nation. There's only one problem. Time is running out. If I do kind of the calculations here, Sarai is probably at this point encroaching on her 40s. Her childbearing years are coming to an end, but at this point, God's promise seems plausible. But it doesn't happen in the next week, the next month, or the next year. In fact, years go by. And the next part of the story is Abram and Sarah have given up on God's promise, and so Sarah offers up her maidservant Hagar to bear his child, Ishmael. But God again reminds Abram of his promise that Sarai will bear a son. But she's now gotten too old. What God is promising seems impossible. Abram and Sarai go through their 50s, their 60s, their 70s, and somewhere in their 80s, may God not bless me so, Sarai bears Isaac, and God's promise is fulfilled. For through Isaac comes the 12 tribes of Israel, and of course, the most famous of his sons being Joseph, who we have heard from earlier on this year. God calls us to wait patiently upon God. And in our wait, we are assured that, that for that which we wait will be fulfilled. But there are those times that we find that darkness seems to enshroud us. Hanging on to hope is by a last shred. And there is that point when we are called to dig deeper into our trust, to go back into the stories of Israel and salvation, and to remind ourselves over and over again, no matter how dark, no matter how hopeless the moment may seem, God will fulfill God's promise. God's plan will not be thwarted. As I look at the Gospel of Luke, how I wish today were a bit different of a passage because to go with the story of Sarah and Abram I think is a better passage, which is the story of the boat and the storm, in which Jesus tells the disciples to row across to the other side late at night. And as they get towards the middle of Gethsemane, also known as Galilee, a storm brews. And the disciples become afraid, but Jesus stays resting in the back of the boat 
The boat is pushed to and fro, and they are on the verge and fear of the fact that the boat may either capsize or sink as it takes on water. And at that point, they scream out, Lord, help us. Do you want us to drown? And Jesus very calmly gets up and says, where is your faith? And in that great moment of despair, almost as if he had planned the moment himself, he calms the wind and calms the seas. Even in today's gospel, when the Pharisees, this time supportive of Jesus, inform him to beware that Herod is coming after him, do not go to Jerusalem, Jesus basically says, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. In the right time will be Herod's time to take me, he basically says. And on the third day, things will change. An allusion to the resurrection. For us today, as we gather, as I've been talking to so many, I keep hearing words like, I don't feel it. I'm tired. We're in the midst of the end of winter. So many have departed for warmer climates. We have waited patiently through a pandemic for things to return, and now we are in the midst of stress and fear because of a war in Ukraine, and we struggle. We struggle to get out of bed on Sunday mornings to come to church because why bother, we feel. But like Abram and Sarah, like the disciples in the boat, this is when, in our moment of desolation, we dig into our faith. We go back to our stories from the Old Testament. And we hear the words of the psalmist once again. To wait patiently. For just as the disciples on Holy Saturday waited patiently in the upper room, in the darkest and most hopeless of moments, found that God did keep God's promise. As on Easter Sunday, light shot forth from the tomb and new life emerged. We sit in wait, in hope, of the kingdom of God, the day when God's reign will be that among all nations and peace and hope and justice will be spread throughout all lands. That is the promise of the new Jerusalem. That is the promise for which we wait. And that is the problem that so easily slips from our fingers when the darkness seems to surround us, when our patient waiting has come to a sense of exhaustion and despair, but it seems in that moment, as we're on the cusp of letting go, 
God's promise somehow always seems to land and be fulfilled. And where there is darkness, light shines forth. So this week for Second Advent, I pull from a theme of a, a Second Lent, I pull from a theme of Advent to wait, to wait in hope with patience. For the light will continue to shine forth. And new life in this time will emerge. Amen. I invite you to please stand and join me in affirming our faith with the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary, and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again, in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son, he is worshiped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray for the whole state of Christ's church and the world. Almighty and ever-living God, who in thy holy word has taught us to make prayers and supplications and to give thanks for all men, receive these prayers which we offer unto thy divine majesty, beseeching thee to inspire continually the universal church with the spirit of truth, unity, and concord and grant that all those who do confess thy holy name may agree in the truth of thy holy word and live in unity and godly love. Give grace, O heavenly Father, to all bishops and, to all, and other ministers, especially Michael, our presiding bishop, Nicholas, our bishop, Craig, our rector, that we may both in their by their life and doctrine, set forth thy true and lively word, and rightly and duly administer the holy sacraments. And to all thy people give thy heavenly grace, and especially to this congregation here present, that with meek heart and due reverence, that we may hear and receive thy holy war word, 
truly serving thee in holiness and righteousness all the days of their life. We beseech thee also so to rule the hearts of those who bear the authority of government in this and every land, especially Joseph our president, Daniel our governor, that they may be led to wise decisions and right actions for the welfare and peace of the world. Open, O Lord, the eyes of all people to behold thy gracious hand in all thy works, that rejoicing in thy whole creation, they may honor with thee with their substance and be faithful stewards of thy bounty. And we most humbly beseech thee of thy goodness, O Lord, to comfort and succor all those who in the transitory life are in trouble, sorrow, need, sickness, or any other adversity. We invite any other petitions and thanksgivings at this time. In our Paris cycle of prayer, we pray for George and Mary Yerger, Kent and Deborah Yerkich Shoemaker, and David and Nicole and Michael and Abigail Selenek. In our diocesan cycle of prayer, we pray for Episcopal Charities and, and the ministries and agencies that fund the fund supports. And we also bless the holy name of the all thy servants departed this life and their faith and fear, especially Venera Haslam and Jean Graham. Beseeching thee to grant them continual growth in thy love and service and to grant us grace so to follow the good examples of the blessed Virgin Mary and blessed Peter, our patron, and all thy saints, that with them we may be partakers of thy heavenly kingdom. Grant these our prayers, O Father, for Jesus Christ's sake, our only mediator and advocate. Amen. Amen. The peace of the Lord be always with you. And Let us greet one another with a sign of Christ's love for us. Please be seated for a moment. Just like to go over a handful of note of announcements. Um, first of all, uh, next week, Saturday at 11 o'clock, we will be celebrating the life of John O'Hara, who is a beloved member of this congregation and decorated war hero. Uh, it can be a it can be a service for 50. It can be a service for 200. We just don't know what to expect, considering the fact that he had. He died a year ago, but we will be celebrating his life on the eve of his 101st birthday, so um, we're not sure what to expect. That being said, the family has requested a full Eucharist as part of the service, so I am in need of some help, and I know I'm kind of speaking to a handful of us, but if you are able to help on Saturday as an usher or as a lay Eucharistic minister to help distribute communion in station, 
please let me know. I would really appreciate the help. We really greatly need the help, and it is part, and actually it enters into a part of our own act as of hospitality to those who will be visiting uh, next week. Immediately following his service, yes? I would love acolytes if I can have acolytes too. Uh, I wasn't going to be so... Uh, <laughs> um, I wasn't going to push the envelope with God that far, shall we say. But anyway, if I can get acolytes, that would be great too. But anyone who can help, please let me know. Uh, we will also be following the service with military honors. The music that's been selection, selected is fantastic and um, wonderfully uplifting. So we look forward to next week. And again, if you can help, please let me know either today or by calling the office on Tuesday. Service at 11 a.m. So also, um, as you can see, we are in the uh, midst of March. And um, as is the case here at St. Peter's, I have always declared us who are here in February and March, God's true frozen chosen, because we're, fr we're freezing up here for some reason while others are melting and defrosting down south. That leaves our ranks very, very thin moving into Holy Week. It leaves our ranks very thin on Sundays, and because while we are already extremely thin because of the pandemic and those who have not returned yet, we are also thin because many are, of course, in Florida who normally help out. And so now the burden has fallen to very, very few people. I again ask because I hesitate to call someone directly to put a guilt trip on somebody. But I do ask us here today, and I will keep this announcement going for the next few weeks, if in any way, even if it's just for the next few weeks through Easter, can help with reading or being an usher or helping out as a lay Eucharistic minister, please let me know. I can greatly use the assist. Our people who have been assisting, like Allison, like Brian, um, and... Patty, my brain just went blank. I'm sorry as I'm looking at her. It's getting, to, we're getting burnt out. And I hear that. And so we really can use more help, more names. Again, people will be returning. But we find this every year during these, these two months that we are beyond thin. And that goes for the community market as well. So I do put out an appeal to please help. As I look towards Holy Week, I need all hands on deck that's possible to help us to get through Monday, Thursday, Good Friday, Holy Saturday, and two services on Easter Sunday. At this point, I am debating whether we will do a full complement for the Tritium. We may either eliminate the 8 o'clock service on Easter Sunday and just have the um, vigil Saturday evening or do what we did when I first got here, which meant have the vigil starting at like 6.30 a.m. on Easter Sunday and make that a sort of sunrise service. So I really do need a lot of help, and I need, if you are communicated with by Mary Ellen, please respond yay or nay, because we send out a lot of emails. We don't hear back. It makes it very difficult in the office to plan. So I do put that plea out to everybody, if you're not already involved in one of the ministries, to prayerfully consider becoming part of it. Okay, that's... So please, now at this time, the announcements of the good things. I have decided 
the time of despair is coming to an end. March 27th is Refreshment Sunday. I would like to propose that we have a full coffee hour in the parish hall on the 27th, which is two weeks from today. I will volunteer to bring at least one baked good. If others will bring baked goods, um, fruit platter, whatever to put out, um, please let me know. I'd love to have a wonderful um, coffee hour like we haven't had in over two years and begin at least monthly coffee hours that start up as well that Sunday and then looking towards one in April and then begin moving back to regular coffee hours um, starting uh, May, June, and July. If you are able to help on the 27th, please let me know. Also, um, I will be advertising this in the e-net starting this week. So that's the good news. The light has begun to shine. Also, we have this week, starting on Tuesday evening, Teach Us to Pray with Mother Eileen Lindemann. As Allison testified to, she is a marvelous teacher. She is the priest at Holy Spirit. That will take place here at 7 p.m., and we will be looking at different forms of meditation along with it within the Christian tradition. There is a sign-up sheet in the back of the church. Also on Saturday, April 2nd, we will have a quiet day with Sister Sarah Randall. And that goes from 9 to 3. It will end with Eucharist. Lunch will be included. Sign up for that is also in the back of the church. You can also sign up by calling the office or by going into your e-net and clicking on the um, registration link. And it'll bring you right into Eventbrite, and we get that through email. Continuing in our weekly Bible studies, our Wednesday Bible study is starting the 16th chapter of the book of Acts. Thursday evening at 7 by Zoom, we are studying the 9th chapter of the Gospel of Luke. And then Tuesday evening for Episcopal 101, also by Zoom, we will be focusing on the Nicene Creed. You are more than invited to join us for any of those events by Zoom and come visit with us. And there are several out there that do... Um, Bible study. If you're in a Bible study, please raise your hand. So I am, Brian has been, John Hines in the back. If you are in Episcopal 101 or have taken Episcopal 101, please raise your hand. So um, come talk to one of those people to hear about the class if you're interested. Just try us out for one week. Give me a call. I'll send you the link. No obligation. On that note, walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us an offering and sacrifice to God.
The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit, lift up your hearts. We lift them up unto the Lord. Let us give thanks unto our Lord God. It is very meet, right, and abounden duty that we should at all times and in all places give thanks unto thee, O Lord, Holy Father, Almighty, everlasting God, who dost bid thy faithful people cleanse their hearts and prepare with joy for the Paschal Feast that fervent in prayer and in works of mercy, and renewed by thy word and sacraments, they may come to the fullness of grace, which thou hast prepared for those who love thee. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify thy glorious name, evermore praising thee and saying, to thee, almighty God, our heavenly Father, for that thou of thy tender mercy didst give thine only Son, Jesus Christ, to suffer death upon the cross for our redemption, who made there by his one oblation of himself once offered a full, perfect, and sufficient sacrifice, oblation and satisfaction for the sins of the whole world and did institute, and in his holy gospel command us to continue, a perpetual memory of that is precious death and sacrifice until his coming again. For in the night in which he was betrayed, he took bread, and when he'd given thanks, he brake it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me.
Likewise, after supper, he took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of this, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for you and for many for the remission of sins. Do this as oft as ye shall drink it in remembrance of me. Wherefore, O Lord and Heavenly Father, according to the institution of thy dearly beloved Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, we, thy humble servants, do celebrate and make here before thy divine majesty with these thy holy gifts, which we now offer unto, unto thee the memorial thy Son hath commanded us to make, having in remembrance his blessed passion and precious death, his mighty resurrection and glorious ascension, rendering unto thee most hearty thanks for the innumerable benefits procured unto us by the same. And we most humbly beseech thee, O merciful Father, to hear us, and of thy almighty goodness vouchsafe to bless and sanctify with thy word and Holy Spirit these thy gifts and creatures of bread and wine, that we, receiving them according to thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ's holy institution, in remembrance of his death and passion, may be partakers of his most blessed body and blood. And we earnestly desire thy fatherly goodness, mercifully to accept this our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving, most humbly beseeching thee to grant that by the merits and death of thy Son, Jesus Christ, and through faith in his blood, we and all thy whole church may obtain the remission of our sins and all other benefits of his passion. And here we offer and present unto thee, O Lord, ourselves, our souls, and bodies, to be a reasonable, holy, and living sacrifice unto thee, humbly beseeching thee that we and all others who shall be partakers of this holy communion may worthily receive the most precious body and blood of thy Son, Jesus Christ, be filled with thy grace and heavenly benediction, and made one body with him, that he may dwell in us and we in him. And although we are unworthy through our manifold sins to offer unto thee any sacrifice, Yet we beseech thee to accept this our bounden duty and service, not weighing our merits, but pardoning our offenses through Jesus Christ our Lord, by whom and with whom, in the unity of the Holy Ghost, all honor and glory be unto thee, O Father Almighty, world without end. Amen. And now, as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen.
Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast. together, we do not presume to come to this thy table, O merciful Lord, trusting in our own righteousness, but in thy manifold and great mercies. We are not worthy so much as to gather up the crumbs under thy table, but thou art the same Lord, whose property is always to have mercy. Grant us, therefore, gracious Lord, so to eat the flesh of thy dear Son, Jesus Christ, and to drink his blood, that we may evermore dwell in him and he in us. The gifts of God for the people of God. Take them in remembrance that Christ died for you, and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving. The body and blood of Christ. Amen.
Let us pray. Almighty and ever-living God, we most heartily thank thee for that thou dost feed us in these holy mysteries with the spiritual food of the most precious body and blood of thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and dost assure us thereby of thy favor and goodness towards us, and that we are very members incorporate in the mystical body of thy Son, the blessed company of all faithful people, and are also heirs through hope of thy everlasting kingdom. And we humbly beseech thee, O Heavenly Father, so to assist us with thy grace, that we may continue in that holy fellowship and do all such good works as thou hast prepared for us to walk in. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. Bow down before the Lord. Keep this your family, Lord, with your never-failing mercy, that relying solely on the help of your heavenly grace, they may be upheld by your divine protection through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Please stand and join in singing hymn 590. go forth in the name of Christ. Thanks be to God.
Thank you. Lovely job. Thank you.